You're tuned in to In the Know with HLSCC, a podcast series that keeps you in the know of all things happening at the college. How do I use my associate's degree? How do I use my certificate? What's happening around campus? Find out all you need to know and more with conversations and updates from faculty, staff, and students with In the Know. Hey guys, you're tuned in to In The Know Podcast with HLSCC. I'm your host, Bria Smith. This is a platform where matters related to the institution are addressed and highlighted, and we take a deep dive into student life, providing you with tips for surviving college, Virgin Island studies, and lots more. On this week's episode, we feature Provost and Vice President Academic for Acadia University, Dr. Dale Keefe and Registrar Mr. Mark Bishop, on their visit to the HLSCC campuses and the future relationship between the two institutions. Acting President Dr. Richard Georges tells us why he decided it was important to introduce a college podcast, and we reflect on the life and legacy of the visionary for whom this institution is named after, the late Honorable H. Lavity Stout. It's time to get in the know. Richard Georges, acting president of H. Lavingstow Community College. Today's a pretty exciting day. I think um, we've had a long-standing and productive relationship with Acadia University. We sent a number of our um, students up to Acadia with some great success. Actually, I think uh, Kevin Smith uh, went there. He's actually now an adjunct instructor at HLSCC. Primarily, what the college is looking to do with these relationships is to develop a, a a more meaningful impact with them so that we aren't just looking at um, transfer agreements, mm-hmm. we're looking at real uh, substantial partnerships that can have a meaningful impact, not just with the college, but also with the territory as a whole. So with Acadia, we've been really talking about the area of sustainability, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they have a, a very interesting uh, position within um, the context of Canada, I guess I would say, and I'll allow uh, Dale and Mark to talk about that. So, yeah, so thank you for uh, having us here today. It's our, our pleasure to uh, visit uh, uh, the British uh, Virgin Islands. It's uh, my first trip here. Uh, it's absolutely... Uh, first of many. First of many, <laughs> that's right. The first of many. Uh, it's been uh, a great... Uh, we view it as a real opportunity, and it's great to hear you talk about uh, true partnership because that's our approach as well. Uh, we want uh, these relationships to be more than just transfer for students. Uh, we're very happy uh, to pursue opportunities for faculty exchange, uh, for visiting uh, professorships, uh, joint research projects. Uh, as you said, sustainability is a, is a big priority for us, uh, as is entrepreneurship. Uh, and so we're really excited to explore opportunities to uh, develop partnerships uh, where we can have faculty working together on joint projects, uh, maybe faculty from both institutions visit the other institution mm-hmm. for periods of time and learn uh, from and with each other. Yeah, exactly. so that's uh, one of the key. Yeah. Well, I think that those are, you know, it's absolutely key to building the relationship and then uh, there's value add for both sides. We, we learn from each other and I think that's really important. So that's one of the real objectives and one of the reasons why we wanted to make a visit is to explore those opportunities. Yes, so. 
and ideas. Um, I'm Mark Bishop, the Registrar of Acadia, and I'm really excited to be here. I started my uh, communications with uh, Dr. George a few months ago, um, and he reached out with respect to records, whether or not we had sort of a, a formal agreement on hand. And uh, what has blossomed since then is a, is a wonderful collaborative communication that's been going on for those several months, culminating in our initial visit um, to here. It was interesting that we're talking about collaboration, we're talking about uh, opportunities, and we just went on a quick tour of your incredibly beautiful campus. And as part of that tour, um, we went into the H. Lab East Stout Commemorative Center. And as part of that, there was a quote, in fact, that excited me so much, I took a picture of it. And it talked about how great minds speak with great ideas. Uh, and I think that's what we're talking about here. Uh, we're not talking about particular events, we're not talking about people, we're talking about ideas, about how moving forward. And so I was really excited to see that quote because for me it encapsulates what we're attempting to do here today. Yeah. Welcome, Dr. Georges. Thank you, Bria. Happy to be here. For some of those who are not aware, mm -hmm. In the Know podcast actually falls under your portfolio as vice president. Yeah. What was the reason behind you wanting to do a podcast for the institution? Um, I think, you know, there's some um, boring reasons. There's some much more exciting reasons. I'll do the boring reasons first. The first thing is that, you know, we um, recognize the need to work on both internal and external communication so that people both within and without institution, understand what it is that we're doing and what it is that we're about. Mm -hmm. So that's a, a fundamental and, and very um, basic reason to do a podcast because then now you can reach people, um, you know, instantaneously throughout the world through various media. So we've done some quite a bit of work. Uh, you have to thank people like Harmony mm -hmm. um, in terms of our social media presence, um, in terms of our video and you know video content. So we thought that. You know, to, to, to further expand uh, what it is that we do and, and to offer a bit more depth than we can in, say, Instagram or Facebook or, or, uh, or Twitter. You know, a podcast offers you the platform whereby if someone wanted to learn more, they can actually get quite a bit of depth um, through, through the podcast format. So I think that was one of the attractions. And the second part of it was, I think, um, aside from you know, just having more communication uh, streams for the institution. You know, I think we, we're small, but we're big. Does that make sense to you? You know, um, you know what people say, you're large. Or, you know, <laughs> we have many um, segments of the institution, and, you know, many demographics, and there's quite a bit going on, and it's very difficult to keep up with everything. So I think, you know, the podcast allows us to carve out space for programs, for departments, for students, you know, for, that, that can then give them a platform um, to really celebrate what it is that they're doing or for the college to celebrate what it is that they're doing, even though there might not be as much, you know, you, know, you might get a press release on what a student group is doing, but the podcast gives you a forum whereby, you know, we can celebrate our students and their work in a way that is um, accessible, but you know, with more depth than is possible just through social media. So those are some of the reasons why um, I, th I thought a podcast was you know, a good direction to go in um, to better connect us to ourselves and to the wider community. 
Well, I applaud you on this because I think it's a wonderful initiative and I am very pleased to even be a part of it. And I know a lot of the students will gravitate towards it. It is something that's new, you know, podcasts. It's been around for a while, but it has been really been coming back out there. People are now getting into it and it's accessible. And I foresee the students really loving it, running with it, mm-hmm. and it doing wonders for the institution. I mean, I also have a confession to make. It's also because I'm a podcast addict. <laughs> so once I'm in the car, chances are it's a podcast. But um, the kids are usually, you know, begging me to put on a song or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so I think it's, I think it's, it's a really flexible and, and interesting format. And I think it's it's twenty uh, first century radio basically, you know, so on demand when you want it, however you want it. You can pause this show right now, come back to it, you know, tomorrow, and, and, and that kind of thing. So I, I think it's just another way for the college to kind of you know stay plugged in to the community that it serves. Mm-hmm. Just over seventy years ago, three men, Theodore Faulkner. Calton De Castro and Isaac Fonseca led a match of 1,500 persons through Road Town. And I should say at this time there was under 8,000 persons here in the Virgin Islands. Demanding, among other things, the restoration of our legislative council, which was taken away from us in the early 1900s. They wanted to eliminate the taxation without representation that our people were subject to for far too long. They wanted to assert our common humanity, the right of all men and women to live equally, to vote, to be a part of the democratic process, to be an active part of shaping the future of our people rather than just being an object in someone else's story. By God's grace, the people's resounding voices were heard. And in the following year, the Legislative Council was restored. The actual date of the election that was held was November 27, 1950. And you can expect that this will be commemorated in a significant way during the course of this year. The four persons that were elected were Isaac Fonseca, Calton De Castro, H.R. Penn, and a man who was recognized in memoriam at our last Territory Day celebration, John Charles Brudenell Bruce. Since that day, for the last 70 years, the people of the Virgin Islands have benefited significantly from what I would consider to be a fundamental human right. A leadership accountable to an electorate. I do not take for granted the office I hold and the fact that many generations did not have these opportunities. In 1957, in the third election following the restoration of the Legislative Council, a man by the name of Hamilton Laverty Stout was elected to represent the people of the first district. He was a special leader for with the passing of a new constitution in 1967, 
introducing ministerial government, he would be elected as our first chief minister and, our, and lead our people in shaping a modern BVI. I remind you that the BVI suffered from great neglect. Being a small dot in Britain's large empire, easily forgotten about. For so long, our people lacked electricity. We had to rely on the church for basic education. We survived through fishing, farming, bartering, trading goods with our USVI neighbors. We traveled by donkey and by boat. And it is with the responsibilities conferred to our leaders that our fortunes began to change. Hamilton Laverty Stout, given the length and breadth of his service, given his significant accomplishments, given the strength of his attributes, perhaps best epitomizes the impact of our increased autonomy. Allow me to delineate some of his most striking qualities through a backronym using the word laverty. The L in laverty represents leadership. In order to inspire the people to have confidence in local representation, it is absolutely necessary to exhibit strong leadership qualities, such as being responsive to the needs of a people, being people-focused and people-centered, knowing when to hold back and knowing when to press forward, making alliances to advance the people's interests, disarming potential enemies with affability. These are just a few of the qualities that allowed H.L. Stout to be the longest serving chief minister with the most consecutive terms as leader. This allowed him to lead the United Party and then the Virgin Islands Party. Oh, what a leader H.L. Stout was. The A in Laverty can represent a number of things. It can represent the autonomy that our leaders have fought for since being enslaved on this soil, and the autonomy that we will continue to fight for as we progress in this decade and this millennium. It can also stand for his ambition for the people of the Virgin Islands and his aspirations for the BVI, which is closely aligned to the next letter in this backronym, which is V, representing vision. I would assert that the greatest quality exhibited by H.L. Stout was his vision, and hence his favorite Bible quote, where there is no vision, the people perish. H.L. Stout had a vision for what the Virgin Islands could be. He had a vision for the economy, a vision for the education system, a vision for the infrastructure, and he put the components in place to execute that vision. And we are seeing the benefit from that vision today. Next, I will repeat the V and join it with the I. It is appropriate that the letters VI are the two center letters in the word laverty. 
because he was truly a patriot. Everything he did was from a deep-seated place of affection for the Virgin Islands. He was very inspirational, very important, very influential, and very intelligent. I will end this backronym with another pairing of letters, T-Y, which stands for training youth. To accomplish the vision HL had for the Virgin Islands, it was absolutely essential to train youth. And that is what HL did. Ironically, HL Stout did not benefit from secondary education. But he had the vision to implement comprehensive education in 1968. So all the youth had the opportunity to realize their dreams and aspirations. Again, he established the community college that bears his name, the H. Laverty Stout Community College, which is celebrating its 30th year, by the way. Oh, what a legacy. Because not only must the youth benefit from primary and secondary education, but they must be allowed to hone their skills, narrow their focus, and specialize in areas that will help them to grow and develop these Virgin Islands. Just think, a student of the H. Laverty Stout Community College, an alum, is now the acting president of the institution. Oh, what a legacy. H.L. Stout also sent countless young people away to school because he understood that we had the intelligence, the character, and the ambition to run our own affairs. We just needed the training, and we could do anything we put our minds to. God bless Laverty Stout. God bless his leadership, his ambition, and I passionately declare God bless his vision. There's always a good afternoon when, or a good day when you can spend some time remembering the legacy of persons who have gone before us, who have paved the way so that we can have a better day. My wife could testify to this. Uh, just two months ago, I got up and I was thinking what to say about Laverty that hasn't been said already. Because for me, when I break up Laverty name and I got up and I said to my wife, I can't do like the Minister of Education and spell out Laverty and say what Laverty means and awesome or whatever. But I start to say it slower because there's something special about the name when you break it up. And I went and I said, Laverty. She was right there by me. I saw she thought I was going crazy. And I end up saying, Laverty, there's something special with that name. And then I said, Laverty. And then the Lord said, no, broke it up a little more. Broke it up. Do some phonics. La. In Spanish, la means the. I didn't have to go look for anything. It just downloaded. In Spanish, that means the. V. But that's Virgin Islands and Virgin Islander. And T. That's territory. So when the Lord put it together for me, I saw the Virgin Islander who led his territory. 
I saw the Virgin Islander who also had a testimony. And that testimony is ours today. Because the Lord said to me in my spirit, in my download, in my early morning devotion, that it, the BVI's legacy was one where Laverty was part of it. But there were so many before, and before, and before. He's the modern one that we remember. And there'll be many after. But what the Lord is saying that it was never about any of us. It's about him. Once the Virgin Islands stayed true to the same God of levity, the same God of our forefathers, he is not going to be concerned what we're going to or what we're going through because he knows he's going with us to that next level. So when I remember levity, I remember Moses. Because in closing, when Moses sent the 12 out, to see if they could take the city. You know the story. You have to imagine this. I put these things in modern day form. I like modern day story. Dr. Smith and me, we grew up in the same area, so we like parables and stories. Could you imagine the 12 fellows coming back? And the 10 of them saying, son, we can't take this thing at all. We can't do it. Them men bigger than we. They got more money than us. They got more status than us. That we like grasshoppers in the sight. And could you hear Joshua and Caleb saying, But God is able. God is who carry us across the Red Sea. He's who take us out of Egypt. He gave us manna when we didn't have nothing to eat. He gave us water to drink when we didn't have it. How could you look at them as giants? You don't understand what you're saying. You don't understand the God in you. You don't understand the God that brings us from where we are. You don't understand the God that have the Virgin Islands mesmerized the econo- economists that they can't understand that we have no factories, but yet we have an economy where it draws everyone to it. You can't understand how we have a Virgin Islands where we, we have our indigenous people, but yet we created a unity among our people. You can't understand a Virgin Islands where we have endless supply of talent and mindset to carry us to the next level more than bigger countries that's the conversation that was going on with those 12 and could you imagine when they reached the majority overrule the minority and if you research you would realize that the trip into the promised land was supposed to be 11 days and it took 40 years and my research reveals I could stand corrected Pastor Hoyt who is one of my mentors the Lord gave them a year extra for every time they complain. So I tell the modern BVI, you want to get to the promised land? Stop complaining. For every year, every time you complain, you add a year on before we could get to the promised land. Because we could do it. Nobody went to more school than us. We have more degree per, per capita than a thermometer. Yet we allow ourselves to think that we need someone else always to come to tell us we have it. God give it to our forefathers and now we have it to us. Miss Parson, what a cultural giant. She passed on, she just passed it on there to, to Sister Jenny Stout. 
and she'll pass it to somebody. I'm sure five, ten years ago, Miss Passing, they were telling her, I don't see nobody to, to pass it on to. But it get passed on. So what I'm saying here today as I close is, where there's no vision, the people perish. But the people also perish where there's a vision and you fail to move. So let's not fail to move. So let's remember the Virgin Islander who led his territory to prosperity. Thank you. Well, you've been listening to In The Know, a podcast that keeps you updated and informed of all that's happening at H. Lafferty South Community College. I have been your host, Bria Smith. Stay tuned for next week's Deep Dive episode with Acting President Dr. Richard Georges on what's next for the institution.